Hi everyone, welcome to God is Real, God is Good. We have Lily with us here this week, and I met Lily out at Alaka Summer Camp, because y'all know I'd be out there working and <laughs> meeting everybody. So Lily, why don't you tell us all where you're from? Um, I am from Kenosha, Wisconsin, and I'm out here in Idaho. It was a eight hour, well, sorry, a five hour flight spread out between like 10 hours. So oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> flights. Like, it doesn't actually take you that long to fly there, but because of layovers. No, or I hung out in the airport. I watched a lot of TV, took a nap. Yeah. All during COVID, so I had to wear a mask, so. Oh, so much fun. <laughs> so, Lily, um, tell us a little bit about your religious background growing up. I guess the most important part about my religious background is that I have a split family, so I have okay. four parents. And so my dad and my stepmom are not religious at all. And my mom and my stepdad go to a Catholic church, but okay. only like real, they used to only go during like holidays. Okay. So by some miracle, they sent me to a Catholic school though. So I grew up going to church, even though I didn't really have like a full understanding in my family of it. Okay. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Do you mind if we pray before we kind of get yeah, into the rest of the story? Please. Dear Father in Heaven, thank you for Lily and that she could come to our podcast and share our story with us, Lord, and give her the words to tell her story, help her to know what to say, and to just uplift you and glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Lily, so just tell us a little bit more about how you came to know how God is real. All right, so I mentioned before that I went to a Catholic school mm -hmm. in Illinois, and so while I was there, I didn't really learn too much about the gospel. I mm -hmm. was It was mostly learning, like, the religious practices within the Catholic Church. So we didn't really read the Bible very often, but I did believe in God. Mm -hmm. But starting in the fifth grade, I was really, really badly bullied by a girl that I called my best friend mm -hmm. because it was a small Catholic school. You kind of had the same 30 kids from kindergarten till eighth grade. Oh, so... Yeah. You start to get sick of each other, yeah. but the problem is when something bad happens, there's not very many other people you can turn to. Yeah. So um, I was physically, emotionally, and mentally abused by my best friend. I would hide bruises on my arms. I was told over and over again that I was worthless and a waste of air. Mm -hmm. And that really came to affect me as a person because yeah. when you learn hear those things over and over again you really start to believe them mm -hmm. um so i began like this roller coaster of dealing with depression mm. in starting in like the sixth grade and it really skyrocketed for about six years where i was super depressed i had suicidal thoughts mm. like it was a big thing in my life. Yeah. Um, those began to go, I began to really fight for what I wanted in my life and starting mm -hmm. in the seventh grade because out on a hiking trip, I got a tick in my shoulder and got Lyme's disease. Mm. And because I was super, super sick, my I saw how much fear my mom had for my life and I wanted to fight to make sure I was around for her. Mm. And so from seventh grade until my senior year of high school, I just kind of floated 
like not really okay with having friends because I was scared that they would hurt me like my last friend, Mm -hmm. but not really enjoying myself because I was still battling depression. Mm -hmm. So my senior year of high school, my now best friend, um, brought me to her church. I wanted to sleep over at her house and I couldn't come up with a reason to not go to church with her in the morning. So I just kind of had to. I was worried to go though because my Catholic school was attached to the church and the Mm -hmm. teachers and the priest didn't do anything about me being bullied that I just associated God and this faith with my self-hurt. Mm. And at the time, I was really debating whether God was real or not, because that common thought of if God is good and God is present, why does he allow bad things to happen? Yeah. And so I went to church and it didn't hurt. I was actually super surprised. And I later came to tell this friend about the things that I had, go- I had gone through and mm. why I was the way I was. And I hadn't told anyone in six years. Oh my goodness. So I finally trusted this person to like not hurt me the same way I was hurt Mm. and to just really build that friendship with her that I hadn't had in so long. So she invited me to this club called Campus Life at my high school. Mm. And um, that's where I met my now mentor. And the first time we went, or close to the first time, we used to play games all the time. And then the first lesson we finally had, Mm -hmm. um, I was super curious about this faith that my best friend kept talking about and Beth kept talking about and just how passionate they were for it. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't remember ever being really passionate about anything like that. Yeah. So um, we were told in this um, lesson that we had, uh, Beth had a quote that was, birds will fly around your head, but don't let them nest in your hair, which was basically <laughs> that like thoughts will come in, come and go, but don't yeah. really like rest on them. Yeah. So, and since telling my best friend Becca about the stuff I was going through, those thoughts just kept coming and coming. And I couldn't like stop thinking about how much I was hurt mm-hmm. and how much I wanted to get over that. Back then, when I was super depressed, I never smiled, I never laughed, I hadn't cried, and Beth noticed that this lesson had had some kind of an effect on me, Mm -hmm. and so she pulled me aside afterward and asked what was going on, and I asked if I could talk to her later, Mm -hmm. because I had some questions. So we went and got coffee, and my first question was, how do I become a Christian? Like, Mm -hmm. I see this thing you're so passionate about, and I just... I've never felt that way about anything and I, I want to experience it. Like, I just want to understand. Yeah. And she invited me to a small group. It's a small high school group or a bunch of high school girls to hang out and mm-hmm. like learn to share the gospel and read out the word together. And so she invited me to that. And because I was so stressed out about the things that I was thinking about all the time, Mm -hmm. I was not eating very much. I couldn't, every time I ate, I would feel sick because I was anxious and it was Mm. just an awful cycle. Just a whole lot going on and you just couldn't be still. So I would be sick every time I ate something because I just was so nervous I couldn't hold food down. So over the span of like, I think a month, I lost 20 pounds. Oh, goodness. And... 
So my friends being like, you know, great friends before this meeting made me eat dinner. (laughs) And so I was feeling super, super sick going Mm -hmm. to this high school meeting. And it turns out that the leaders, Beth and another woman named Alyssa, they Mm -hmm. had separated time for healing at the end. They're like, if you guys like just have something that you want like to be prayed for, like we were setting aside time for that. And apparently that's something they don't usually do, but happened to be the day that I was coming, that they were doing it. Hmm. And so my friend was like, Lily, we should have them pray for your stomach because you like are feeling sick all the time. It's Mm -hmm. not healthy. So I was like, I don't understand what's going on, but (laughs) sure, I guess. Like, I'm not going to say no because I didn't really understand it. And so all these girls prayed over me. And that was the first time I'd ever really felt the Holy Spirit. So like I felt like this warmth come over my body and suddenly I wasn't sick anymore. I like opened my eyes and I looked at my friend Becca and I was like, what was that? (laughs) And she's like, well, how do you feel? And I was like, I feel great. And because that had gone so well and I was Mm -hmm. like starting to like kind of understand what was going on around me. They invited me to this thing called The Gathering, which was basically a giant conference for the youth in the Kenosha area. And again, was something that didn't happen very often. This maybe they have a guest speaker once every five years. Mm -hmm. And this was the year they happened to have a guest speaker, which was two days after this meeting. I was just at where I got healed. Yeah. So... I went with to the gathering. I almost didn't go. I almost went bowling with my family, but my friend was like, no, you have to go. Like, I'm going to make you go. (laughs) Sometimes your friends be like, oh, yeah. And it was definitely God working in my Mm -hmm. life, and I didn't even realize it at the time. But I went and I just remember sitting there like not really paying attention to the teaching and kind of like looking at like the lights on the stage and the people because I was just so distracted by like how everybody knew each other and I was just like I don't have very many people in my life and I don't usually tend to keep very many people in my life because Mm -hmm. of my past so and you just saw like this family aspect in the church they did this teaching about how a, about a father's love mm-hmm. and how he had this story about a little boy who no matter where he was knew his father would always catch him so he would climb up onto like the top of a bookcase and jump and his father would be somewhere in the room and had to run across the room to catch him oh, somehow wow. he always caught him sometimes it was probably more dangerous than others but <laughs> he always caught him and the pastor asked why we didn't have the same amount of faith in God like that. And so he asked everybody to go up to, um, if they wanted prayer, he, a bunch of people went forward and I was, I went forward because that's kind of what everybody else was doing. And we created this long chain of hands on people's shoulders and just everybody just connected in some way. And I remember standing there and the worship team was playing and I was watching in particular this young man who was, I believe, a senior in high school, but he, his parents um, weren't Christian and he wanted to become a Christian and he wanted specifically to go to school to be a pastor. 
but his family hated the idea. They said they would disown him if he made that decision. And so he's at the front sobbing with another man, his head pressed to his forehead, and they're both just praying together. And I was like, I don't think I have ever felt that kind of emotion with another person. And I just felt like this warmth come over me again and just overwhelmed with the love in the room and the love that people had for each other. And I just started sobbing. Mm. And I think that was the first time I had ever cried in six years. Oh, goodness. And Alyssa, she was one of the leaders for um, Campus Life. She came up to me and she gave me a hug. And she explained that the reason why I was crying was because of the Holy Spirit that Jesus wants that kind of love in my life the same way that these people do and that he died on the cross so that I could be with him and that my sins can be washed away Mm -hmm. and that I too was a sinner and I lived in my sins and I wasn't worthy of it, but he's doing it anyway and he wants that anyway. And that was the night I gave my life to Christ. Wow. I mentioned before that I dealt with depression. I still do, like on and off, but that was the, I had a complete turnaround Mm -hmm. from that day. Like, like you and I have hung out before. Like, I'm sure you've seen me smile and (laughs) laugh pretty often. (laughs) Um, Just for like everybody that doesn't know Lily, like she's this smiley person and like you just see her and you're like, oh my goodness, why is this girl always so happy? She always has a smile on her face. Like I never see her down and she's just like going about her day and I'm just like, Man, Lily's just like the sweetest, happiest person. Yeah. And what's so amazing is that I n- didn't used to be that way. Like, mm-hmm. I never smiled. I never laughed. I always kept to myself. Mm-hmm. And I did a full 180 the, oh the day I was saved. What's crazy was is that I that was probably the start to the biggest battle of anxiety and depression that I've ever had. Like, mm-hmm. I dealt with it beforehand, but... I dealt with it even more so afterwards. It's just Satan attacking. It's like yeah. you finally get this one good thing in your life and like you're finally just starting to feel that mm-hmm. love and start to heal and then like all that old pain just like poof, explodes back up. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I, when I jumped in, I jumped in like like full send. I filled every day of the week with something within ministry just so I can just be constantly poured into and just constantly Mm. learning more. And toward the end of high school, I started having these huge panic attacks that would literally leave me crippled. My heart rate would go up to like 180 and I would just almost pass out and sit there just completely crippled within it. And through that, God really had, I really had to learn to rely on God. Mm -hmm. And because when you physically like can't talk or can't move, there's not really much else you can do. You can choose to sit there and like, like worry about what's going on with you or Mm -hmm. like be scared, I guess. But going through those things really taught me to trust on the Lord Mm -hmm. and not solely rely on other people to help me. I started college and I think 
the biggest thing the Lord has really worked in my life is my sense of identity. Mm -hmm. So because I was told I was worthless and a waste of air when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. I always had a trouble grasping the idea that I am a child of God. Like I am clothed in his blood. So that means I am not worthless. I am not a waste of air. Like I am a vessel that he uses on earth. Yeah. And something I used to read to myself when I was in a panic attack was Psalm 18. It says, I love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise, and he saved me from my enemies. The ropes of death entangle me. Floods of destruction swept over me. The grave wrapped its ropes around me. Death laid a trap in my path. But in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. He heard me from his sanctuary, and my cry reached his ears. And one of the things that really um, struck me is later in the psalm, at Psalm 18 verse 19 he says he led me to a place of safety he rescued me because he delights in me Mm. and me being super like the way I think being like thinking that I'm worthless and all these things like a long list of words I probably (laughs) don't need to go into yeah but like the fact that um the Lord delights in me was something that I just really need learn to grasp or I'm still learning to grasp because that's still something like I still deal with depression and suicidal thoughts like that's still something that like whenever I have those thoughts I'm like I need the Lord right now because those are are lies of the enemy Mm -hmm. it's hard like when you grow up and like you're told these certain things and like you're Mm -hmm. so little you don't like recognize they're from the devil whether they're not right and you kind of like grasp them and hold on to them because yeah And then they kind of, like, start to become part of you. Mm -hmm. And it's not a part of you you want or that you even enjoy. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, a part of you that's always been. Yeah. And so it's so hard to, like, grasp how much God loves you or how much worth or Mm -hmm. value you have. And then, like, so often those thoughts can, like, lead to, like, depression and suicidal Mm -hmm. thoughts. Because, like, you don't have an accurate view of yourself and how worthy you are and how much worth you really hold. And then, like, God is so amazing. Like, he reaches through that depression, and he mm-hmm. saves us, and he still clings to us, and he holds on to us, and he just pours that love out into us. But, like, we're people. Mm-hmm. We're stuck on these lies and these words, and it's so hard for us to, like, let them go. And, like, when I was converted, like, God took away my depression, mm-hmm. and I've never really struggled with it again. But, like, what you're saying, like, it doesn't always happen that way. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes you have to fight for what you believe and like, God and, like, he saves us in our own ways and like mm-hmm. these amazing ways, but it's just like slowly learning, like, you know, I have worth, I have value, yeah. I am loved. Yeah. And learning to give those things to God instead mm-hmm. of saying, oh my gosh, I'm worthless. I just need a hug right now. <laughs> like doing that is great. Like you get support from people, from people, but you are not fully getting rid of it. You're distracting yourself from it. You may feel better in the moments, but that's a lie that still comes back mm-hmm. later. And whereas, like, God, like, his his love and his value, mm-hmm. like, it stays forever. Well, yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, it can, like, it can penetrate those lies yeah. and it can get rid of them. It's just, like, God creating cracks to, like, get right to the center of the problem is the thing. Yeah. One of my favorite things to read. So this was something I'm still going through. 
mm-hmm. over and over again is the um, the armor of God in Ephesians 6. So therefore put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then mm-hmm. after the battle, you will st- still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God right- God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up a shield of faith to stop the fiery evils, e- arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Mm. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And I feel like when you do deal with depression and suicidal thoughts and thoughts of like that you're self of self-worth I guess yeah knowing God's word and saying that like no I there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and knowing who that God delights in me Mm -hmm. those things combat those lies or even just saying I feel like this 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 and this but Jesus because even though I'm dealing with these things Jesus is the one who really holds you Jesus is the one who saved you from those things. So, like, when God looks at us, he sees Jesus because we're coated in his blood. And when God looks at us, he sees who we will be in the new kingdom, not who the, the sinful people that we are now. Yeah, and, like, when I'm struggling, like, something that I really absolutely love is, like, going back to Jesus, like, his life on earth with us. Like, mm-hmm. he his friends betrayed him right before he died. Like they left him and they ran away. And one of his best friends like kissed him on the cheek to show that he was the one to be led away to be crucified. Mm -hmm. And like to just see that he suffered in similar ways and like the pain that he went through, like he still loved Judas and Mm -hmm. Judas went and hung himself. And like, to still see that he went through all of that suffering and that trial just mm-hmm. for me, for mm-hmm. my value to save me. Like, that just helps remind me, you know, like, you have worth, you have value. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus came down, like, he was God, and he came down, and he went through all the suffering just for you. Like, mm-hmm. remembering the price that he paid, like, this is the mm-hmm. value that he put on you. Like, this is the price tag. Like, yeah, don't devalue yourself. Yeah, absolutely. It's me devaluing myself that nailed him to the cross. Mm-hmm. And who am I to do that when the battle's already won? Yeah, I know, but it's so easy <laughs> in our sinful state to do yeah. it. Yeah, just like I struggle with it every day, man. <laughs> I, I know, right? No, but that's amazing, Lily. Like, no, I get that. Like, because mm-hmm. I kind of have some similar story you know like I've also struggled Mm -hmm. with depression and like it's hard to see your value in all of that Mm -hmm. but to realize like how much God loves you and like how much he's pouring into you yeah but that's amazing like you're doing ministry just to stay in it and Mm -hmm. really cool so Lily where has God really taken you in that like pursuit of ministry and you know Mm -hmm. where have you been going with that so that's actually actually where why I came to Alaka. That's actually one of the reasons because I was at college at the time and mm-hmm. my plan for the summer was to actually work all summer and pay mm-hmm. for this apartment that I was going to be living in. And God really put on my heart that he wanted me to do something in ministry, whether it be a camp or go on a missions trip. 
Mm-hmm. And so I prayed for a really long time about just going to a Bible camp or going specifically to Peru because that was a um, a country that was put on my heart during mm-hmm. some a crew event, okay. which is a Christian ministry in college. That's cool. And so God really pushed um, the camp. And I thought at first that he wanted me to go back to this camp that I had gone to last year. I had gone to a Girl Scout camp in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. But my mentor, Beth, um, was telling me all about Alaka and how she comes every summer and just the amazing things God does here. And so I started praying about that. And obviously that was a yes, because that's (laughs) where I am now. Yeah. And some of the things that they do in the internship that I'm in for college is Mm -hmm. that you learn how to share the gospel effectively. So it's really great for, I think for my personal testimony of being Mm -hmm. like, I want to go into ministry and I want to share the gospel and evangelize. So knowing how to share my testimony Mm -hmm. is just super, super helpful. Yeah. But also I get to pour into a high school intern who's maybe new in their faith Mm -hmm. or maybe a PK, which means pastor's kid. (laughs) I have a pastor's kid and she's absolutely amazing. I love her. But I was nervous at first because I was like, I've only been a Christian for two and a half years. Like I, do I know enough to be able to pour into kids? Do I know enough to pour into my high schooler? Mm -hmm. And so, um, during, we had high schoolers for one week and then we had middle schoolers for another week. And Mm -hmm. something that really hit me later, I think more recently because of some other things I will share in a moment here, but I had um, 10 girls in my cabin for middle school week. And out of the 10, I had six of them either give their life to Christ for the first time or rededicate their lives. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And that, And so I didn't really realize how much the Lord was really using me and planting Mm -hmm. seeds in these girls. So I just had that Sunday after middle school camp, I just had this super, super off day Mm -hmm. where I just was just super, I fell back really hard into my depression again. I slept Mm -hmm. most of the day and I just got up and decided I didn't want to be there anymore. So my plan was to leave my Bible outside my mentor's door, who was still there, and, and or sorry, my journal, not my Bible, leave my journal outside my mentor's door and just leave camp. So mm. I got, walked down the trail, I walked across the bridge, and then I had my music in, I was listening to some secular music, mm. and I guess I had Stephanie Gretzinger's The Undoing on my cue, and I didn't realize it. Mm. And so suddenly it went from secular music to Christian music. And at first I didn't really notice it because I was just so caught up in my thoughts. And when I got to this bridge, I looked at the bridge and I looked at the river and I was like, you know, I just don't want to be here anymore. Like I don't want to be like alive anymore. I'm not worth it. And the enemy really just kept twisting this verse in my head all day, which was Mm -hmm. around uh, for John 15, where it talks about how God we're like trees. Jesus is the vine and we mm-hmm. are the, um, the, branches. the branches. And God will trim the branches that don't produce, produce fruit, fruit. Yeah. but so that way the fruit can still grow. Mm-hmm. And the enemy really twisted this verse in my head to think that 
I was a branch that wasn't producing fruit, so I should Mm. remove myself from the body, which is absolutely not what that verse means at all. But it was something that just kept replaying in my brain. Yeah, Satan just takes the things of God and he twists it and... Yeah, it's not a nice dude. Oh, no. (laughs) So what happened was I went and I just sat on the edge of the bridge and I was really debating whether I wanted to jump off the bridge or not. Mm -hmm. And there's this line in Stephanie Gretzinger's The Undoing. I forgot which song it was, but it was, you're almost home, don't quit now. You're almost home. Mm -hmm. And I just started, like, I didn't start crying, but I felt the urge to. And I just felt Mm -hmm. the love of God just overwhelm me because... I was just so overwhelmed with the fact that I am a horrible sinner. I have, I hate, like, I hate the things that I've done. I hate who I've become. And I just didn't think that I deserve to be loved by the Lord. So mm. when the love of the Lord just fell upon me, it was just so much. And so I got up and I walked back to camp and my mentor was running, Beth was running around trying to find me. Mm-hmm. And since then, we, I, we've told the other interns and they all know. And the important thing about it is that I didn't see the fruit in my life. Mm. And But then my fellow interns were able to come together and as a body to really support me and really show me that I am loved within the body and that I do produce fruit, mm-hmm. which is such an important thing, which was actually super beneficial to this week because because I was so afraid of the river in that moment I didn't want to swim in the river at all mm-hmm. and if I hadn't if I had jumped in the river I would not have met some girls this week in four or five six camp mm-hmm. and of those girls two of them got saved and one girl got baptized oh. and because I had to learn to overcome my fear of the river I was able to go into the river and baptize her oh. and it's just amazing how God uses our lowest moments and uses our struggles of like maybe bullying or um, depression, suicidal thoughts, and just turns it around for his glory mm-hmm. and just uses those things as a testimony to others who may be struggling. Yeah, definitely. That's mm-hmm. It's in our darkest nights and like the parts where we can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. When God just, like, bombards us. Like, he just, like, turns on the light switch. And all of a sudden, you're like, holy cow, I'm just so loved. Mm -hmm. And I don't even deserve it because I'm not where I should be. Mm -hmm. I'm not who I should be. I'm thinking things I shouldn't. Like, I'm just as far away from God as I can be. And he Mm -hmm. just, like, collapses us in this giant hug. And he's Mm -hmm. like, I love you, my child. (laughs) You're not where you need to be. Mm -hmm. But I'm here. And I'm Mm going to take you where you need to be. And it's just, like, such a testament to God that he can take us from those dark and broken places Mm -hmm. and he can just show us, you know, you are loved, you are producing fruit, Mm -hmm. like, you have value and you have worth. Like, he, like, he never even doubts us for a second. Like, Mm -hmm. even when we hate ourselves, he's like, why, you're awesome. (laughs) And you're like, um, I just backstabbed you. Why are you saying this? (laughs) But he's God and he just loves us. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. I thank God that he kept me safe during that. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Because, yeah. I mean, I love having you around. You're a great person. And yeah. Aw, mm. thanks. <laughs> well, thank you for coming. And thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been another episode of 
God is real, God is good.